stops for exclusive interviews. We're joined by uh, UCO head coach Nick Bowman. Coach, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. You know, the, the, the number one thing is you, we, we, we have core values that we, we believe in very much here, here at UCO. Number one is trust. We are joined by University of Central Oklahoma Safety, uh, O'Shea Harris, who was recently named second team All-American this week. O'Shea, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It shows that all the hard work I've been putting in over the last couple years finally paid off. I went from my registered freshman year feeling like I should play, but I wasn't quite ready to just work and do whatever I could in the summertime on the way room, taking everything serious, and then it all finally paying off. I just... Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another, the first of 2021 episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I am your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth, and it is so, 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 so good to finally be back here with another episode. It has been, I think, roughly a year for an actual episode. We had a couple of specials with uh, Chandler Garrett and... Uh, and uh, Derek Locks in it. That were, that were really, really, really good. But nothing beats an actual episode of the Troll Show. We are back because it is signing day. One of my favorite days of the year. It is a time for hope, optimism, and I believe for the second straight year, uh, head coach Nick Bobek and his staff have signed an excellent class. We will go into detail, break all those guys down. I spent roughly the past three or so hours actually watching the film. Very impressive film, I might say myself. And uh, as I said, we will delve into that later. But if you are new here or need a reminder, we start off with other UCL sports happening. Starting off here with women's basketball. 9-4 on the season, riding a three-game winning streak, coming off a very competitive 77-74 win over Washburn on Saturday. Uh, the team was led by a senior, Kelsey Johnson, who was averaging 20.8 points per game, 9.6 rebounds. She also has 15 blocks and 6 steals in just 13 games. So, uh, if you've seen her play last year, you're, you're definitely not surprised by this or the team star. I think we had 6 freshmen last year. Uh, the majority of them were all staters, so not to see the surprise here, the uptick under head coach Guy Hardiker. They've traveled to Nebraska Kearney Thursday, which is tomorrow, I'm recording this Wednesday night, uh, and Fort Hayes on Saturday, so I'm wishing them the best of luck in their game. Now, the men's basketball team under second-year head coach Bob Hoffman got off to kind of a slow start. But has rebounded in a major way. They're now six and five. 
as they are also riding a three-game winning streak, including a 74-72 upset over 13th-ranked Wasburn on Saturday, by the way. That has to be the marquee win so far of the Bob Hoffman era. Uh, they followed that up with the 87-76 win over a over a very improved eight and four Lincoln squad that only won eleven games la last year, but is uh, looking pretty darn good, pretty darn good uh, this this season. Um, now because they already have two wins over ranked teams, I, I mean they're looking really good, scoring a lot of points. But we're able to beat them eighty seven to seventy six. So I want to West Bob Hoffman there and and his his team uh just doing work right now i mean you got to look at it again last year i said that they that they ended the, the, the season strong it was a young team i know we got some talented freshmen in there and uh we definitely are seeing now the dividends is paying off here now they have a brutal three game stretch here all on the road they go to curry on thursday fort hayes on saturday and and play Missouri Western on Sunday. So uh, <laughs> it's three states in a very short amount of time. So if if they could even go two and two and one during that stretch, there I would be one happy camper. You can also catch Bob Hoffman on Inside Bronco Basketball with head coach Bob Hoffman on the Cox Channel, and that is seven oh three. You have Cox Cable Channel three uh, at six thirty on. Thursday, I think they, I think they, I think they already taped it. My man Mark Scott, I think, has a hand in that. Shout out to Mark Scott, quality professor. Uh, and in other men's basketball news, another Bronco doing big things. As former UCLA head coach Tom Hankins was recently named the head coach of the Indiana Pacers G League affiliate, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Now, as you know, G League are playing in a bubble in Orlando. Those games are starting, I believe, as soon as next week. Now, you can watch the majority of the games on ESPN+. Plus. However, you do not have ESPN+. Plus, You can catch Coach in action February 10th when the broadcast start. But February 20th of, against the Iowa Wolves, he is on NBA TV and Twitch. On the 28th versus the Lakeland Magic on NBA TV and Twitch. And February 5th against the Greenboro Swarm on NBA TV and Twitch. So just be sure there to check out uh, Tom Hankins there again. Good to see the man here having success moving up in the coaching world. Softball news here. It is about that time for head coach Cody White and his Broncos to once again dominate the softball field. They were picked first in the preseason MIAA coaches poll, besting Rogers State by five points. Uh, this is a quote here from Coach White. I am not sure we deserve to be the favorite, but we will embrace the challenge. Says White, who has a 265 to 110 career record. There are a lot of really, really good teams in our league, so we know we have our work cut out for us. Everybody is ready to get started, especially after the way last season ended. UCO was 13 and 12 and 3 and 1 in conference play before the season was halted due to the pandemic. Uh, they captured the regular season 
and MIAA tournament titles in 2019. They returned nine players, started at least 14 games last season, along with its top three pitchers. Uh, they opened the season actually what is it, on Friday the 5th, I believe it's Friday. Yeah, Friday the 5th, the 5th and the 6th, by hosting the UCO Classic. Uh, the coaches poll goes as follows here. UCO 1, Rogers State 2, Missouri Western 3. Uh, Central Missouri 4, Washburn 5, Emporia 6, Northeastern 7, Fort Hayes 8, Pitt State 9, Kearney 10, Missouri Southern 11, North Missouri 12, Newman at 13, and Lincoln at 14. So I want to wish uh, head coach Cody White and his softball team the best of luck this season. Looking for a rebound, another very successful season. On the men's side, with, with baseball was picked second in the preseason coaches poll. Uh, the Broncos won the 2018 uh, MIAA championship, were second in the league standings last season before the shutdown. They returned starters at every infield position, plus veteran outfielders, along with 12 pitchers who will take the mound once again. This is what head coach John Martin had to say. We are excited to get the season going. Obviously, with the way things ended in 2020, I think everybody is really anxious to get out there and get going again. We're looking forward to it and we're ready to see what kind of team we can put out there. Uh, Martin, who is 159, 87, and 1 in four plus years as the head man, uh, had used to a 17 3 record and ranked number 12. Uh, they had two seven-game winning streaks in that short period of time. They opened their season at home on February 12th. Uh, they will once again host the Edmund First Pitch Classic at Wendell Simmons Field. They opened with East Central, Southern Nazarene, and OBU. So I want to wish Coach Martin there and his Bronco team a very successful 2021 campaign. Uh, the, the baseball Co-coaches poll goes as following here. First is Central Missouri, then UCO, Missouri Southern, Pitt State, Emporia, Washburn, Rogers State, Northwest Missouri, Missouri Western, Northeastern State, Fort Hayes State, and Newman. Now on the women's team, women's golf, they are picked third in the preseason coaches poll. They returned seven letter winners. From the squad that won one tournament and finished second in three others. Now, the, uh, the, the women's golf coaches poll goes the following Central Missouri 1, Rogers State 2, UCO 3, Northeastern State 4, Missouri Western 5, Kearney 6, Northwest Missouri 7, Newman 8, Missouri Southern 9, Fort Hayes 10, and Lincoln 11. In the men's golf, they were picked third in the preseason coaches poll. They returned seven letter winners that won one tournament and finished in the top five in five tournaments. They've also added five newcomers to bolster the squad. Now, the, the men's golf coaches poll goes as following here. Central Missouri, Wasburn, UCO, Northeastern State, Rogers State, Missouri Western, Missouri Southern, Fort Hayes, Newman, and Lincoln. Uh, then on the tennis tennis update, they are currently ranked eighth in the country. 
that's what we like to see right there. Uh, on the preseason polls that is announced on Tuesday, they were ranked ninth in the final poll following the abruptly canceled 2020 season. Uh, they began its season last weekend with an exhibition match and will kick off the new campaign next Saturday, February 13th at Angelo State. So I'm wishing the tennis team the best of luck. And finally here on the wrestling front. Now I'm gonna just, just we, we, we know we know that uh you know that that uh, the wrestling team has has just has just been uh, dominant here as of late. So it should come to nobody's surprise here that the third ranked UCO Broncos wrestling team is off to a five and zero start. Uh, including two straight shutouts, a 44-0 over Ochata Baptist and 49-0 over Emmanuel. Now, <laughs> um, Paxton Rosen has been selected as the MIAA Co-Wrestler of the Week for this past week. Uh, junior 125-pounder from Edmund Rosen had, had a dominating performance in the Midwest Duels last week. For the third wing Broncos. None of Rosen's three matches went past the first period as he scored a pin at the 227 mark against Central Missouri, followed by a 20 4 technical fall against Western Colorado, and ended with a 16 1 technical fall against Northeastern Oklahoma AM. Rosen is in his first year at UCO after spending the past three seasons at Division I Campbell. He returned to his first year there before seeing action at 125 and 133 each of the past two seasons. Now, fortunately for UCO, their match against Kearney for uh, February 5th was postponed due to health and safety protocols. They are trying to get that rescheduled as we speak. Now, that out of the way, it is time to turn our, our, our attention once again to some UCO football. Now, I believe the last time he came on here and discussed the actual football team, I believe what have been the, what had it been? I think the last time was when Marquise King uh, decided to take his talents to Edmund. And again, I was very excited about that. If you're a fan of the last, last chance you series, then you know type of talent one Marquise King is. But with that being said now, we have added several more transfers and signed 34 high school players today, all from Oklahoma. I know it's, 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 a, it's a huge, huge thing for Coach Bobek. He I definitely like, that he like he likes to keep the talent in state. And so before we get into the class here, I'm gonna read what Coach has said here. National Signing Day is exciting because it breathes new life and excitement about the future. This recruiting process is difficult for all parties involved. It is tough on student athletes and their families as well as our coaches and their families. Building relationships takes a great deal of teamwork and effort by everybody involved. We are appreciative of trust earned from our signees, their families, and coaches. This high school signing class is one of the largest classes we've signed in my time at UCO. 
we felt the high school class in the state of Oklahoma was strong. We were able to add talented individuals to each each position group. Recruiting is about creating competition within the program. We believe that we were able to do that at every position. Uh, he also praised the coaching staff and for the groundwork that they have done in the state of Oklahoma. Our staff has done a great job of building relationships with the outstanding high school coaches in the state of Oklahoma. Their character evaluation and projections are vital in finding student athletes that fit our program. This chosen 21 class is dynamic. Their on-field work is noteworthy, but the work they have done in the classroom is outstanding. They will do a great job representing the University of, of Central Oklahoma on and off the field. I am very proud of our coaching staff for the work they have invested into the future of the UCO program. They have worked tirelessly to build meaningful relationships with these young men and their families that will continue when they step on campus. We have a great deal of help throughout this process from several officers on campus. The experience prospective student athletes have on our campus is very important and it cannot be done without a great team effort coordinated by Crystal Bailey, Director of Football Operations slash Recruiting, and Jesse Ornelas, Recruiting Coordinator, who also followed your boy on Twitter there the, uh, last week. I appreciate that, Coach. Um, Bobek also thanked the following individuals for assisting in the signing of this class. Jeremy Rogers, Director of Athletic Compliance. Sheridan Leak, Athletic Compliance Coordinator. Reggie Jordan, Director of A Athletic Academic Support Services. Laura Donner, Assistant Registrar, Athletic Academic Eligibility. Sam Chavez, Manager of Athletic Aid and Student Success. And Grant Spencer, Student Assistant Video. I will say the videos that the UCL Twitter page did put out when guys uh, signed were pretty, pretty nifty. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so if you had not got a chance yet, please do go check that out. Now, I mentioned before, 34 signees. Uh, as I did last year, I will share my thoughts and then we'll read what Coach had to say. Before we get into it, though, I would say last year, if you recall, I said the strength was the defensive line. There were about five to six guys on that defensive line that I was really high on. I spent a lot of time watching that film. This year, it is the reverse. I think the, the main part of this class yeah, we got some offensive linemen that uh <laughs> that's that uh some mean 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 dudes and also some very big sized dudes. Uh now the rosters has some turnover with opt-outs and transfers, so uh what I will do is when we go over the position, I will share my breakdown, coach's breakdown, and then we will look at the position as a whole. I went last night and wrote down the whole roster um, from scholarship guys to who I believe are walk-ons, guys that I do not recall assigning at any point in time during a signing day. Um, and we'll just go off of that when we get to the new transfers. I did some research on them, and some of these guys uh, look pretty good. I'm just gonna be honest with you, especially on the defensive line, 
the couple of guys here that I think could really come in there and make a really, really, really big impact for us. So that's the way we're gonna go ahead and get started here. As we go, as I, I like to like do it, I go offense through special teams. So that being said, quarterback is up first. And that quarterback is Caleb Allen, 6'4", 190 out of Stillwater. A very successful program. Now, I know, to, to me, I, I value people that come from winning programs. You know how to win. You know what it takes to win. So, to me, that is an added bonus. Uh, but when I, when I watched the tape earlier today, I, what, what I saw was a tall quarterback with a, with a, a live arm. Able to improvise when things break down, which is very, very, very important. A uh, quick release. Uh, it definitely does not take him time to get the ball out when he decides to make a throw. Uh, nice touch on the deep ball. Like I mentioned before, is a winner. Uh, he fit the ball in a tight window. There were actually several throws that were uh, the receiver was not was not open. I'm gonna just be honest with you. He was not open. But he's able to fit it in there and, and get some very nice gains off of that. So I really like here, again, you know, tall, uh, again, you know, ability to, to move in the pocket, live arm. Uh, this is what Coach had to say about him. Strong-armed athlete that throws a natural deep ball or really develop with reps and maturity. Caleb has a very high ceiling. So, again, here, if we're looking at the, at the quarterback position, Currently on the roster, you got Casey Bayes, Keith Calhoun, who I, again, I just, I will say this until the cows come home. Keith is a quality quarterback. I just, I just hope he can stay healthy because, again, I see had some seasons that were robbed by injuries where I thought he was playing great, great, great football. And just unfortunately, the injury bug has got him. And then you have J.D. Geneva from last year's signing hunting class and Jackson Rattery and Cooper Crook, who I believe are walk-ons. Now, also of note that uh, one of the transfers, and now again, I want to give a shout-out here to Jesse or Nilos because I'm telling you, some of the junior college transfers that he has helped secure, I, these guys look good. These guys look good. Uh, the first one is quarterback Stephon Brown. Now, I just, <laughs> I just want to say Stephon Brown has had a heck of a journey here. Now, he signed out of high school. He was a two, a two-star recruit. He signed with his home state, Appalachian State Mountaineers. He registered it, then transferred to Independence Community College, where obviously Coach Hernandez has come from. Then went to TCU last season, spent as a backup there behind Max Duggan, a very good good quarterback. And now he has decided to come to TCU. So, I mean to come to come to uh U uh UCO. So you might ask yourself, what does Stephon Brown bring to the table? Let me tell you, Stephon Brown, number one, is 6'6, 225. They might be saying, okay, so is he a big, strong arm quarterback? That he is. We can also run. And he runs with and he runs with a purpose. And he runs low. And he runs mean. And he runs over you. And he runs around you. 
Uh, the highlight film I saw on his Twitter page. Uh, I, I bought, I mean, there are very few times where I'm speechless. But uh, that highlight film, uh, I, I, I mean, was, I mean, I took about just making all kinds of throws, a deep throw, a short throw, improvising, throwing on the run, just running people over, just he's a fiery competitor. And I, I said this, excuse me, I said this about Will Phillips when he signed. I said, play style-wise, he reminded me of Le'Veon Bell. I will see this about Stephon Brown. Play style-wise, Kind of me some of Cam Newton somewhat there. Just whether he willing to, to run and lower the shoulder and just do whatever it takes to help the team have success. I think that's what we're getting in Stephon Brown. I think it's going to be very, 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 very tough uh, to keep Stephon Brown off the field. I think if, if, if we're looking here, I know last, last year Chandler Gary had great success. Running, running the ball. I think Stephon Brown is a better runner. Uh, Stephon Brown is definitely fast. Uh, Stephon Brown, again, the arm is there. The, the accuracy, I'm not entirely sure of. I would need to see more reps out of him before I could you know, give a good assessment over that. But I will tell you, Stephon Brown has the potential to be a very, very special quarterback here uh, for the next couple of seasons. Uh, so I just would, would, would keep an eye on him. Hopefully, you know, they're able to play <clears throat> in 2021. So just keep an eye out on Stephon Brown. I, ju I just hound this man. I, I just like TJ Roberts last year uh, with when the, the, the film, the, the first play of him leaping over, extending the fender, and then running for a touchdown. I, similar vibes here. Similar vibes, and, and we know how TJ, uh, what the injury is just, I just, wait, and we, and you saw that pitch there game, you saw what TJ Roberts possesses, and I, I just wish that he was not banged up from like game two on. I think that, that really, that really hurt, because I, I really think they had a, a breakout, a breakout season. Uh, moving on now to running back. <clears throat> We have Logan Smith, 5'11", 205 out of Seoul for now. The first thing I noticed here about Logan Smith, uh, he has 4'4 speed. Now, you know, you, you, don't, you don't see that every day, uh, guys that have 4'4 speed. But you also don't see guys that have 4'4 speed and run with power. But that is what Logan Smith brings to, to the uh, table. Hits the hole uh, hard and just, I mean, you talk about burners. I mean, it, 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 he hits the hole and there's green, he is gone. He, you're not catching this man. You can try with all your might. Not going to work. Uh, doesn't go down on first contact. Runs low with power. You recall la last year, they signed Jace Gardner out of Moore. I said this man went extremely low. He's extremely hard to tackle. He has great balance. This is what you're getting in Logan Smith, but you're also getting it with more speed. Now, granted, he is about, I believe, 10 pounds lighter than James Gardner is. But that's a heck of a one-two punch, though, right there. I mean, if we, 
I mean, if you if you can you can wear them down with with Jason you sitting in Logan here. Just I mean, it is, and we we got we got some more guys. There, there are some more guys here towards the very end that uh <laughs> that uh, I'm we're gonna be set. We should be set at running back for quite some time because I'm telling you there. There are some guys uh, in in this in this class that are really 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 special kids. Uh, he also offers something in in the pass game. Uh, has an immaculate jump cut. I mean, the the the, the jump cut is great. Eh? Uh, there was there was just one clip where he made three defenders miss off of a single jump cut. I, I, I mean, it was it's, it is uh, special. Uh, can run through and around defenders <coughs> and offers ability in the return game. Uh, this is what Coach had to say. Physical built kid that can really run with natural movement skills in space. Plays the game with an edge that will translate well to the college game. I agree. And if we're looking at the backfield, TJ uh, Roberts declared for the draft shortly after the season was postponed. So I'm wishing him the best of luck there. Hopefully, he he does get get a shot because that 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 that, that man that man is a very 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 bad bad man uh, and then man Sabor Daniels he, he transferred on us I, I wish Sabor the best but I'm gonna miss uh, seeing Sabor I'm a huge Sabor fan and as, as you know he just made the most out of his carries just ran hard I'm glad I was there for his first uh, career score last year against Lincoln Again, I, I would say more than the best. But looking at who we do have, you have uh, Will Phillips, Jason Gardner, Tucker Pauly, Peyton Scott, who I, I again I was I, I thought really made an impact there, especially on special teams. I know he had that blocked punt against Lincoln. If always you transfer Imbari Snotty, who was a stud at Edmond Santa Fe. And then you have walk-ons, Jackson Clemens, Greg Hawley, and Drake Parker. So, looking here, uh, I think it's kind of wide open now. I mean, you you would like to think that, obviously, uh, Tucker Pauly, Peyton Scott, especially Peyton Scott, might, might kind of be in that driver's seat. But I, I think you have an open race here. I mean, you, got, you, got, you, you have five guys. Currently, currently on campus right now that I feel feel very very confident in, despite the fact that two of them have never played a game yet, and now uh, then you add in the guys that we have coming in. I like that position, especially when we look at there is no junior. You have three sophomores, two freshmen, and and, and, and the guys that are coming in are also freshmen. So very young talented backfield here for years to come which is nice because if you recall that one year it was brutal in, in, uh, in, injury wise uh, you know then you had uh, uh, what is it then you, you had Quanah Hogan got hurt and quit and you had Jake Stanley he had the uh, concussion issues and then you had Bruce White to walk on and then you had man Seymour Daniels Having to convert over from or from receiver that year because it, it was just so bad injury wise. So it's good to see, good to see quality depth there. 
Moving on now to eighth back, Dominique Dunn out of Mustang, 6'3", 215. I was used in the backfield and our wide. Now, I'm going to tell you now, okay, and watching this film, and I, I could not help but think about a minute in that, boy, does this sure remind me of Dante McGee. Now, you recall Dante McGee when he signed with a 6'4", 220 running back out of UConn. I remember seeing that when I talked to Coach fairly early in my young career recovering in the UCLA Broncos. And, uh, and asked him, did you plan to keep uh, Dante at running back, you know, because the man was, you know, 6'4". Six, six, and he said, no, we're going we're gonna to play, play, play him at H-back. Well, we look here about three years later, and Dante McGee is the first team <coughs> all-conference caliber guy now, 6'4", 250, absolute beast. I get the same vibe from Mr. Dunn. Because I'm telling you, on the first clip against Edmund North, the man broke a 90-yard touchdown run. I was really impressed by that. The speed there... Uh, well, it kind of kind of shocked me there, you know. When you when you when you think of eight backs, you really think of of you know elite level speed guys that got guys that that can go that long. But uh, Dominic Dunn can, <laughs> so that that is a plus. Uh, to make the tough catches was also split uh, um, out wide and another noted before make catches uh, fades. Uh, it, across the middle and double coverage, jump balls, you you name it, he, he caught it. Um, he played special teams as well. Very good blocker. Uh, I, I, I just pushes the man down the, down the field there, locks on and keeps contained. I just I like what I see here out of Dunn. I know we signed some last year. Uh, we got two freshmen and a transfer. I will mention here uh, after I after I read what Coach has to say about him. Versatile athlete with the ability to play multiple positions, either offense or defense. His natural feel on the offensive side of the ball will serve him well in our scheme. Now again, outside of Dante McGee, you have Kansas transfer Andrew Kilo, a uh, Carson Ladd from I believe it was Fort Gibson last year. Uh, Von Appleman and Cardi Scott, who was I think six six out of Ringling, so it, it's a very good H back room. It's a very good, very good and deep H back room. And so uh, I like to think here, Mr. Dunn will probably end up getting the uh, getting the red shirt because I think man, that is that is a very tough list to uh, a crack there but 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 again I, I just like what I saw here in Mustang again they Mustang had a very talented team this year. I know they fell short of of their their goals but uh they they, they had a they did have a very talented team. Moving on to receiver here you have six two two oh five Dell City native Sherrod Davis. Now what I noticed about Sherrod Davis here it gave me it gave me Mikhail Hall vibes. Now, if you recall Mikhail Hall, coach was high on him when, for the moment that he signed through the redshirt year, even through the slow start. 
And, and I, when I when I questioned Kill Hall, he turned it on. I think he had that game of like three catches against uh, I think it was Lindenwood, and after that was just on absolute tear. Um, then he had that hip injury, unfortunately, last year kind of kind of slowed him, slowed him, slowed him down. And then this year, I saw he was no longer on the roster. But just get some McKill Hall vibes there. Uh, makes the tough catch over the over the middle and in traffic. Uh, high energy guy, he, he more shifty than he is fast. But again, at six two. Uh, when we look at the receivers currently on the roster, the size of the acts we needed. Um, so I, I, I am glad that, that two of the three receivers that were signed are over six feet tall. Um, <coughs> nasty run blocker. I, I just, just, just dominant run blocker. Uh, multiple pancakes there, which is, which is, which is good. When I mean, you got guys like Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Scott and, Will Phillips and, and guys that we know can go a long ways if that edge is sealed. Uh, then you also have out wide here Jalen Teague, 6'3", 200 from another very good program, uh, Booker T. Washington in Tulsa. A long-bodied, great in the red zone on both phase and across the middle. Now, he did have a nice touchdown catch on national, national TV. Uh, when they played Bigsby there on ESP, he was actually in the game for the first half, and then just got ran on there in the second half. But I was—I remember him um, seeing his number. I was—I the, the, the guy was a stud. I was saying the guy was a stud, um, solid run blocker. Uh, but again, to me, more of a possession receiver, which again is not is not bad because when you look at who we have. You know, Josh, Josh Moore came on very strong our uh, last the last two three games of the season. Uh, I, I, I think I think he 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 did really really emerge there uh, as a legitimate guy. And uh, then you have obviously talented Marquise King. You have Dawson Huddleston, who again at six four, I just I'm really high on him. Uh, you have Jalen Gardner. Diego Richards, who also was hurt last year, but is a blazer. Uh, Drama's on the fourth, who I am hoping, I, I am hoping beyond, I am hoping beyond hope this year. And this man does not just get walloped. Because I'm, I'm it just, I, he just gets killed every time he catches the ball. I just, I asked my man James Jackson about that, and he had no clue, but I'm just, Tough man, though. I, I'm trying to. Uh, by his other fourth, I know he doesn't make many catches, but when he does, it's it's tough. It's over the middle, and I mean it, it is just you just gotta respect the man as willing to do it, willing to just go over the middle and and make the catch, knowing they're about to get lit up, and that's what he he does. Right, and you have Adrian Wilson and JV on Dangerfield along with. Jalen Cottrell, Peyton Hunt, Gavin Johnson, Michael Mays, and Aaron Woodson. That's what Coach had to say about Davis. Big body pass catcher that can play multiple receiver spots. His strength and athleticism will create matchup problems as he develops. Then for Mr. Teague, um, athletic big, big man who has a high ceiling. He has outstanding body control and can, can separate. 
he has a noticeable physical presence on the field. Uh, then the third receiver here we have is Terrell Davis, 5'11", 180 at a chart on that day. This is a guy who really, really jumped off for me when watching the film. I mean, he just, this to me, is a complete package here. I mean, at 5'11", 180, he's not small. If, if, if anything, I was watching the tape, I, I, it reminded me of former UCL receiver current Henderson State receiver Elliot Curry. Now, you recall, Elliot Curry was kind of overshadowed here. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't blame the guy. You have Josh Crockett and uh, JT Looper, you know, playing ahead of you. But he was kind of thir a third option. He went to uh, Henderson State in 2019, just went off on a tear for them. Uh, I'm getting a similar vibes here. You're fast. Uh, just, just burn defensive backs. Uh, he does a good a, a good job of continuing to to fight to get open when the uh, play breaks down. You know, you will have some receivers that will stand there. You know, when the puck collapses and the quarterback is running, this is a guy that will run with the quarterback, uh, try to get open. And there were several plays that he made because of that. Uh, he definitely plays bigger than his stature would suggest. Again, a la Lily Curry um, makes, the, makes the test to catch. Uh, had two nice touchdown grabs in the state championship game against Bigsby that were both very, very contested. I mean, double, triple, triple coverage there and just came down with it. A uh, high, high energy guy. Uh, Coach had this to say, raw prospect that has rare athleticism. Terrell can really elevate and is a strong kid that attacks football. I am really high on Terrell Davis. I am high on Terrell Davis. I really think he could be next in line here to really be that, like, dominant guy. I, I, I really think he has all the, all the potential, all the tools to really become, like, the the next UCO receiver. I know you had, what was it, Marquez Clark, right? You had Josh Crockett. You had JT Looper. Uh, last time he played, you know, you had Dustin Boskis. I think he can be the guy, uh, you know, getting in there, polish some things off. I really think down the road, uh, he has a very, very bright future. Now, on the offensive line, we do have a couple of transfers. Uh, one, we have Malik Mashik, 6'4", 295, out of Keller, Texas, by way of Navarro Junior College. And then we have Cade Kelly, 6'5", 300, from Choctaw, by way of Western Illinois. And then we have Connor Half, 6'6", 300, from Owasso, by way of Northwestern Oklahoma State. Now, we're looking at who we signed on the offensive line. The first one... And I want to give a shout out to him too, because he also followed your boy on Twitter there. I think it was, it might, it might have been, la it might have been was it la early last week. That is Garrett a Human, Human, yeah, a Human, Human, 6'5", 295 out of out of Westmore. Let me tell you, you know, last year, signed Lane Grantham out of Westmore, put immediate dividends. 
uh, really, really, really impressed uh, as a true freshman there starting. Uh, I know most down the stretch, especially after the injury to Jacob Blair, but uh, just not, I mean, nasty. Just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you felt if you watched the film, you just felt bad for the defensive lineman that had the faces, man. Uh, nasty left tackle finished the block. Um, I, I mean, just manhandle the defender. I mean, I'm talking pushing the man five, ten yards uh, down the field. Fires off the ball. Uh, I think it, it's, it's solid in pass protection, but the, the runs, I mean, just straight mauls you to death, man. I mean, it is, it is, it is violent. It is, it is explosive. I mean, he takes no prisoners. The man plays mad. You can appreciate that. And, you know, at 6'5", I mean, that is a master frame. I mean, you look at it now. He has the weight, the body to already go ahead and come and, and play. But, I mean, the, the film is just all, all of it was great. The, the, the film, the film was, the, the film was great. Uh, coach had to say, big, thick-built kid that will provide position versatility along the offensive line. He is athletic enough to play tackle, but could bounce down and be physical enough to play on the interior. Listen, wherever Garrett plays, I, I just feel bad for the poor defensive lineman having to go against that man because, uh, boy, it it is it is. Uh, It'll be, it'll be some very tough, tough sledding. Uh, next up, we have Lyndon Evans, 6'2", 275, out of, New, out of Newcastle. Now, what first jumped out to me here, uh, on his huddle page, he posted he runs a 4'8 in the 40. Now, I don't know many offensive linemen here that run 4'8s that can also, they had a 54-yard touchdown on a catch and one, I mean, the man just turned on the jet there. Uh, so we know the athletic athletic ability is there. Um, high energy guy again, another nasty blocker. Uh, there was one clip where he pushed the man all the way down the sideline. I mean, all the way down the sideline. Just uh. There's some nasty, nasty stuff. But there, there was one clip where he pushed the man, pushed the man all the way to the sideline. I'm, I'm telling you, he literally, literally blocked the man. He blocked, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny for the poor defender. He blocked the man literally out of I mean it pushed him to almost the first down marker was actually was a sight to see uh, this is what coach has to say about Mr. Evans athletic interior lineman who played defensive line and sometime in high school will add versatility to the interior of the offensive line next up we have Montreal Lee uh, 6 300 out of Dell City uh, he played left tackle at Dell City Stout uh, really pushed back quick enough to pull, which, which again, you have to appreciate there, especially being a 300 pounder. 
Uh, nasty in the run game holds the defender before wrestling him down to the to the ground. I, I think even though he was a tackle with Delsey, I think he's best suited to play guard. Um, just just watching it, his 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 play style to me is more conducive of a guy that plays on the interior of the offensive line. Uh, could I have to say another athletic interior lineman who shows nice nice physicality. Okay, there we go. Montreal is a smart player, could play any of the three interior positions. So as I suspected, you know, a move to guard is coming. Uh, but again, I just I I like him. The ability to pull though from for me is is nice, is a nice plus there. Uh at 300 pounds, there's so some versatility there. Uh, you know, with the, the pulling guard and such. So it's good to know that he can uh, do that. Uh, then we have, yeah, this, is a, see, this is a very, very big man. Now, I just want, just be aware when I read the man's height and weight, this, this, is, this is accurate. This is what is reported on the man's huddle page. And on RunkingSports.com, this is accurate as you're going to get. Mr. Cooper Wyden out of Wacombus, Wacombus, 6'7", 340. Again, 6'7", 340. Uh, now, what is more impressive, actually, is the fact that he played tight end as well. And if you actually watch some of his highlights, he doesn't have many on his huddle page, but there was one where he threw a corner out to this man in the end zone. And, and boy, I, I mean, I just, nice grabbing traffic. I mean, I really am. Uh, he was also their punter. So I just, just be aware. Athletic guy uh, can move for for someone of that size uh but again the the, the film he think he had a couple he had a couple of short highlights so i'm gonna defer to what coach has to say on this massive small school athlete that played all over the field for his high school team cooper is a natural athlete who will transition well into the college game i think you registered him i think you have him focus on a position and I, I, I think you just hammer it home with him. I, I, re, I mean, boy, that is a massive, massive man. I mean, just uh, could could be a a mainstay at tackle. I, I, I just really would hope that that would be the case there. Um, that we we just have a, a dominating offensive lineman for the next four or five years on our hands. Uh, next up, we have Robert Givens, 6'2", 300, out of Anadarko, was a left tackle at, 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 at Anadarko. Uh, stout, once he gets the hands on you, um, you're not, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Uh, when, when, if he gets the hands on you, you are, you are, you are not moving. Uh, he can be nasty at times. Now, what, what was, when I'm sure they can be coached, and I'm sure will by, uh, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Bobek and uh, Coach Coach Green on the offensive line. He at at times can be really nasty, just maul you to death, just pancake you, and then at other times, 
not so much. So I, I think if you can just con consistently bring that out of him, I, I think the future is really, really bright uh, for Robert Givens. Our coach said athletic kid who could play either side or side of the ball, play, play, play with natural strength and leverage on the interior of the line. Uh, so again, I, I think think there is definitely, if you watch the film, you definitely see flashes here of a guy that could be a dominant interior lineman for uh next four or five years. The final offensive lineman is another massive man from the great program known as Carl Albert. I'm sure a man, James Jackson, is happy to see another Carl Albert Titan join the, uh, join the fray here who won yet another state championship to nobody's surprise. That is 6'3", 330 pounds, Noah Dobson. Now, Noah Dobson, I'm just be honest with you here. When he pulled on the tape, I, I was surprised. I mean, very rarely do you see a man of that size be able to pull and 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 do it and pull pull well. The, the, the pull enough to get in front of the man and spring the block. There's actually one block. Where he blocked like five yards down the field. I, I was really impressed here by the athleticism and, and quickness there of a, of a man of his his size. Uh, dominant off the snap, manhandling the poor defenders in front in, in front of him. Uh, the film I, I was just, I mean, nothing but straight pancakes. I mean, just... One after another, I mean, just just picking the man, just I mean, laid on the man. It was just, it was just, it was bad. But what intrigues you is you just you because to, to me, I know I, I know he gets stronger. I know you get him under strength coach, uh, Jason Smelser's program here. I think the sky's the limit on this on this man. I think you can knock out some of the baby fat here. Uh, put puts more muscle on that. I really think you have a very good guard. I think you have a, a, a very, very good guard. Uh, that I think could be a great downhill blocker. Um, I, I I think especially if you if you look at the MIAA, and I know I'll, I'll go more into this at the very at the very end. But to me. These last few classes, remaking the line of scrimmage, and I think that was a point that you could see what a difference has been the past couple of years. I think you were to look at the skill positions, I think we're up there. I, I think we, we were up there with the, the best in the conference, but I think where the problem line was in the line of scrimmage. And I, we saw that last year. We went out and, and signed five or six quality defensive linemen. And I think you see that this year we went out and signed five or six quality offensive linemen along with some immediate help from the from the transfers. And you look at them, I think the I think the smallest guy is 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 what 275? So, I mean, you're bringing in guys that are they're already big there. They have nice frames. Uh, you, you can lean them out. I just like what we're doing here. I like what we're doing. We're essentially, we're saying the trenches here. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking this, this could be, especially offensively, 
what what gets us back to that historic pace that we that we were on. If you recall that last year with Chad Stallard, uh, a all-time great offense as 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 far as score score records go. Then you look at 2018 season. Uh, you had that great run there on the Will Collins again. There were some records that, that I, I know fell. Uh, and then even last year, uh, you look you look at the injury plagued year. Uh, Chandler Garrett setting that rushing record there. So I think again the receivers, you know, obviously Marquise King in there. Uh, but you you have I think there's enough talent there, especially with the deep backfield we have. Then you throw us the farm Brown in there, the quarterback just <laughs> man looks so promising. I just I hope I really hope that man doesn't let me look look bad here. But you him you have reliable Keats again. I would start for a lot of programs. Uh, so I, I really, and then again, at ace bag, you donned him again, one of the best in the conference here, deep unit there. I really like offensively here what we have. I truly, I truly, 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 truly do. Um, this is what coach had to say about, uh, Mr. Dobson. Huge body, huge body mover that shows flashes of surprising athleticism. He is a he is strong at the point of attack and recreates a lot of scrimmage. But if we're looking at the lineman currently on the roster here, um, counting the transfers, you have Cooper McCoy, Jordan Overson, who was signed last year, Alex Eichler, who has been solid, Seth Carmack, who's been solid, Ben Ralston, been a really dependable guy. Uh, the past couple of seasons playing, I believe, all three line spots at one point. Uh, Cade Kelly, Hector Becerra, who I was high on at Lawton. Uh, Jamal Ronis out of Guthrie. Connor Half. Uh, J.W. Morrow out of Duncan has played some, too. Uh, and then you have uh, Malik Mashik and then Lang Grantham, who I think will be stalwart on the line for the next Three seasons, just a just spectacular the freshman season there. I, I just really high on him, and then you have Colin Nanny and Gavin Fleck. So, uh, again, I like what we did offensively here in the in the class. Uh, I think we got some we got some big physical guys uh, on the receiving core. Uh, should definitely help there, uh, and then in 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 the in the, in the, in the backfield. With uh, the running back out of uh, out of Sulphur, uh, Logan Smith, just uh, home run hitter there, uh, which is great because you know I've losing one in TJ Roberts, so you know good to replace one. And then Dominic Dunn, uh, I, I think in in due time has a shot. Was Dante McGee was both expires to to be that that next guy, but I, I, I don't suspect it's going to be an easy battle there with, again, Cody Scott looked really good out of Wrangling last year, and then Carson Ladd as well. Now, defensively here for new uh, defensive coordinator Dustin Landry uh, out of West Georgia. Again, I think that unit had uh, was it like 14 picks or something? It was something like outrageously high turnover number. 
uh, which is very good. Um, so, and seeing him hitting the uh, recruiting trail again, going to start off here with nose guard Jamar Goff, 6'4", 300 out of Pahaska. Uh, what I noticed about him, quick, quick off the ball, um, this routinely dominated lineman. I think they're playing Class A, so it also kind of, kind of, just keep that in mind. He figures, you know, able to, I hope, now hopefully he does, but he figures he might be able to do it as easily um, against the MIAA lineman and just, you know, right off the bat. Uh, yeah, solid in the run game. I, I mean, just not much got past the man. Uh, fit, uh, fights through, through traffic. Um, has a really solid swim move. Again, I was impressed because when you start getting in that lower level, uh, as you're the lineman, sometimes you can just have successes based off your off your sheer size and strength. So to see him have at least one pass for some moves is already encouraging to me. Uh, the coach had to say about him, extremely athletic, big, big man with ton of potential. Jamar's athletic enough to rush the passer from the interior and shows physicality to play the run game. Uh, again, this is very good. Um, because to be honest here, the, the defensive front last time in 2019, not the best. Let's just be honest here. I know we had some injuries there. Man, Corey Brown Jr. now at uh, Vodosta State was hurt. Um, but it, it just it just didn't come together as we had hoped. Uh you recall, I think the, the, the biggest change there when we started getting the sacks was when they moved Draquan Brown, uh, the Northern Illinois transfer from linebacker down to defensive end. I believe in the, was it the Washburn game? Once it was the Washburn game, and then, and then that's when we really started uh, turning it on there in terms of getting sacks. So I just, uh, I like that we're able to remake that defensive front. Uh, as well, our next nose guard brought in is Jaden Brown, six foot two ninety, out of Booker T. Washington, Tulsa. Uh, this is guy here that uh, that he actually had his numbers posted, which I do appreciate here because this is kind of adds some insight. As a senior, now mind keep in mind here, this is a nose guard. 62 tackles, 6 sacks, 21 TFLs, uh, and for his career, had 187 tackles, and then a half sacks, 49 tackles for loss, and 2 forced fumbles. Uh, a physical, high-energy player, um, violent tackler. I mean, just throws guys and just manhandles them. I mean, it, it, is, it is brutal. Uh, fights through double teams well. He has a swim and a spin move that are extremely good. Extremely good and extremely effective. Now, I'm going mind he played in, was it 6'8", 2? So, we're talking about the second highest level of high school football in the state. Uh, and, and, and had great success there. Um, solid pass rusher. And just, I mean, just, I live in the backfield, man. I mean, just was disruptive, was just back there so, so, so quickly. Uh, I kind of like Hunter Largen was out of Noble last year. 
I just lit in the backfield, just quick, violent, uh, just just wrote the presence in there, uh, which, which is which is which which is it, it, which which is good because in the past couple of years the main pass rush has come from the defensive ends for us, and we can get interior pass rush as well as the run stopping ability here. Just made just made the defense all that more deadly. As the coach had to say about Jaden Brown, twitching defender who does a great job of recreating the line of scrimmage. Jaden made a ton of players in the backfield. That is an understatement because, <coughs> because almost every highlight was him in the backfield. So, uh, yeah, uh, the man living in the backfield could probably have pitched a tent and lived there for what it is worth. Next up, we have Evan Reigns, 6'3", 260 out of Vertigris. Um, his junior stats that he had posted were 57 tackles, 27 TFLs, 3 sacks, and a 4 fumble. So again, another guy here who makes a lot of plays in the backfield. Uh, quick and strong, has a has a great motor. Uh, he, he, he played both in and tackle. Uh, so, you have some versatility there, and obviously, I feel like he'll probably be a defensive end, and actually, you know, add some, add some, add some weight to him. But just having that vers vers versatility there is, is good. Uh, fights through traffic, um, and and double teams well. Just an all around solid player. Uh, didn't 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 miss tackles. You know, he, he just played solid, sound football, which. Can win your games. I mean, if you if you do your job. I know that that's a that that that, that, that that's the catchphrase of uh, the Navy's coach uh, Ken Nimatololo is do your job. If you do your job, good things happen, and that's what Evan Reigns does. I feel like he's kind of one of those guys who just goes out there, just does his job to the best of his, to the best of his of his ability, and just just. Uh, just an all-around solid player. Uh, coach has to say, big-time effort guy who plays with strength and leverage, has good length to escape blockers, and the athleticism to finish tackles. Uh, then we have Nick Hughes, the smallest of the linemen here. 6'1", 235, out of Vianne. Now, what he lacks in size... He almost reminds me somewhat here, my man Eli Hooks. Remember Eli, also a similar stature there, uh, had that had those key back-to-back -back sacks and an uh, upset over uh, 24th rank Central Missouri there, like in 2018. Uh, uh, I'm getting some vibe. I'm getting some Eli Hooks vibes. Um, extremely quick off the ball. I mean, extremely quick off the ball. Uh, as you're almost wondering here, uh, is he is is he actually going too early? But uh, just great timing, uh, shoots the gap well. I, I, I'm just, I'm just sees the gap, attacks the gap, and it makes the play, which is more important. I've seen guys that can shoot through the gap and just whiff on the tackle. Not Nick Hughes, Nick. Nick Nick Hughes will go through the tackle. I mean, go through the gap and make the tackle. Just make the play. If not make the play, and at least do enough for his teammates to come in there and finish the play. Uh, 
back foot disruptor, high high motor. I, 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 again, just despite the quickness, just does not miss tackles. I just can't overstate how, especially in today's day and age, where tackling has almost become a lost art at times. The ability to to play with that more of that quickness and still make the play to me cannot be not be overlooked that is a critical critical part i think of a good pass rusher is you're able you're getting back there quickly and then able to make the sack i think that's what makes nick hughes a very valuable player here moving forward uh contest say physical kid that plays with good leverage Played multiple, multiple positions along the front and makes plays behind, behind the line of scrimmage. So again, I, I like what we're doing there. Got two nose guards that obviously can play the run, but uh, also can rush the passer here. Got a, got a couple of, of defensive ends. If you if you look at what we have now on the defensive front, it is a it is a long. It's a long list of guys. Because uh, you got the ones last year. Then you have some transfers that I almost, almost forgot to mention here because just uh, the freshman looks so good. But you have Cesar Salt out of Glendale, Utah by way of Texas A&M Kingsville. Six foot, 300 pounder. Now, let me tell you, Kingsville won two games last year. Uh, there was, it, it, it me, he did all he could to help him get there. Uh, all Lone Star honorable mention uh, in 11 games had 28 tackles, two and a half t uh, tackles for loss, a half sack, two quarterback hurries, and a block kick. So we're talking about a run stopper here that has special special, special teams uh, ability there. And um, just add some more depth. Now, I, I really feel, especially at tackle here, you were talking about the guys you know, last year, uh, Mason Givens out of Union, 300 pounder. Um, you have, uh, I hope I'm not butchering this man's name too, 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 too bad. Um, Vikamilalo to a four. Out of uh, Poto, that's 310 pounds. I mean, that, that table on him was just all so good last year. Uh, and then as I mentioned before, you also have um, Hunter Largent out of uh, Noble, 300-pounder. And then you have... Um, you have... Uh, oh, what's the other one? Montel, Cozart, and Zane Adams. Both really high motor guys, so I think defensively there, just just from those alone is good. Then you add in that there's also four more transfers on the on the on the uh, defensive front. You have Damian Dunlap out of Moore. I recall seeing him play. He he was a stud there on the. Uh, on the on the pre Jace Gardner, uh, Dylan Buck height, uh, Daniel Deuce high saw more Lions team, six foot two, two hundred and thirty five pounds. He transfers in from any yoke and not find his stats unfortunately. And you have Jordan Levu, 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 
Yeah, Levine. Six four twenty five out of Foothill, uh, uh, Foothill Community College in California in eleven games. I'm telling you, this man got the job done. Third on the team in tackles. Now, keep in mind here, talking about a defensive lineman. Okay, a defensive lineman. Third on the team in tackles with 43. Now, that is not what's impressive here. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it is impressive, but it, the next stats here are I mean, I had to make sure I was reading that right. It was late at night. This man in 11 games, 11 games had 20 TFLs, eight and a half sacks. Now, I'm so, I'm so, and uh, that, that number right there just made my, made, made my voice crack. Eight and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, two recoveries. Now, I, I just, if we could get that production, well, I, I mean, you're talking about just all. Oh, I mean, you just, the, the, the defensive rotations up front is going to be, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be deep. Because on top of on top of that impressiveness, you add in Ian Newton, 6'2", 300 from Coca, Florida, by way of Lackawanna Junior College in Pennsylvania, I believe. In six games, he had 10 tackles, one and a half TFL, one and a half sacks, and the interception. Uh, now, I don't know many nose guards that get interceptions, but... Uh, Ian Newton's one of those guys. And then finally, here we have Deion Woods, 6'6", 230, out of Orlando, Florida, by way of Fort Scott Community College. I believe that is the same community college as one Barry Higdon. And I also believe that's the same one as my man, Jakari Hunt, who I will miss dearly because I just, oh, it's just a physical football player. I just uh, had that had a game-winning are the fucks in there against Kearney? I, I, I will miss while Mr. Cardi Hunt just just such a such a physical player. Um, I could I could not find find stats on Mr. on uh, Mr. Woods either. But again, six six. Well, I mean, the, just just the, the sheer length there alone um, is, is promising. So lucky who we have. You know, Derek Shaw, Deion Woods, Kaylin Murray, Ian Newton, Joseph Rock, Stephen Krager, um, Tuafa, Mike Pope. Who again, I appreciate Mike Pope following me on Twitter. I believe it was last year. Appreciate that, Mike. Uh, Devin Bagic, Jordan Levu, Zane Adams, Montrell Cozart, Damian Dunlap, Mason Gibbons, Hunter Largent, Cesar Salt. And then Caleb Bigelow and Ethan Williams. That is a, that is a very deep and talented front. I don't think we've had that for quite some time. We're being honest here. And so I'm looking forward to it. We, we, we should have a pass rush this year. I, I would be, be highly disappointed there's not a pass rush. Um, because we just, we, I feel like we have the playmaker. Now they... Granted, a lot of them are young. You know, we got young, we got a lot of freshmen in there, and we got a lot of transfers. So, I think that I think that, I think the talent level though uh, 
has increased along the front. I, I think that was definitely what needed to get. And the MIAA is very physical conference there. You cannot win up front. You're not going to win many games. So I, I think that they did a, a very good job there of, of, of bringing in some quality linemen. And uh, then a linebacker here, we got we got a got about four of them. Our uh, first one is Caden Wolford, 6'2", 215 out of Meeker. Played some played some running back for Meeker, uh four five. It's also their kicker. So uh you definitely have a, a pure athlete here. Reminded me of Eric Stryker a little bit there. I, I said this when they signed uh, Isaiah Major out of Millwood. He was unfortunately not on the team anymore. I said something similar then uh, as far as being that Eric Stryker type rush off the edge as your stand-up backer type of, type of guy. He was used in a similar way uh, at, at, at uh, Meeker, a physical pass rusher, quick off the quick off off, off the edge. Um, I mean, just gets right there in, in a hurry. Just has great closing speed when you when you get in the backfield there. Um, solid solid tackler uh, again when coming off the edge, going 100 miles an hour, and you're able to make the tackle is indeed a plus. Solid in coverage. Um, but again, just all around a good athlete, coaches to say, athletic defender who played all over the field at Meeker, had natural pass rush ability, and ability to drop in coverage. Uh, so, to me here, uh, I, I like him. I, I, I like, I like, um, Caden here. I'm, I'm interested to, to see here how his skill set, skill set translates over. Uh, then we also have Darian Davis, who also followed me on Twitter there. Was that would have been Monday, I believe. Appreciate that too. Adam Muskogee, 6'1, 205. Uh, quick physical hitter. Uh, I, I, I mean, just just uh, just lays the wood to you. Um, I, every every tackle was almost like a Madden hit stick. I mean, it was just violent. Uh, Run side to sideline, uh, just uh, just flies all over the field. Disruptive off the edge, uh, plays bigger than 205. I, I mean, he he just he makes again kind of similar to how Jakari Hunt just plays bigger than 175. It, it's something similar here to Darian Davis. Uh, good at fighting through traffic. And Solomon coverage. Uh, coach had to say, raw athlete who missed most of his senior season shows natural pop on video and has the length to disengage from defenders. I think we have, I mean, we probably have a pure pass rush. Well, I mean, making cover, but I, I really think, though, his position is going to be getting to the quarterback. I, I just, I like what he did off the edge there. Um, I was just really impressed. I, I, I was I was really, really impressed by him and his teammate who also followed me on Twitter. Again, appreciate that, Mr. Caleb Webb. 511-200 out of Muskogee. Uh, playing some defensive back. So similar to how Marlo Hughes was a safety when he came to UCO from Enid here. We had the coverage skills, which again, 
not being beating a dead horse here, but that will route, that will route really hurts defensively. So you know we get some guys in there. We got uh, James Stevenson last year out of Santa Fe that was a safety as well. Get some coverage skills in there. Uh, should, should definitely help limit the amount of wheel routes that 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 just that just break break your back. Cause I mean, uh, it was against was it Fort, Fort Hayes that wheel route was just killing us. So uh, hopefully now with the addition of, of some covered linebackers in there now, we can kind of rectify that. Um, four five speed, um, uh, four speed again. The the, the uh. The cover skill is there. Physical guy, great closing speed. I I, I will say, uh, man goes from like zero zero to a hundred when the ball is anywhere in the vicinity. I mean, just just flies to it, makes the tackle. Uh, disruptive off the edge, uh, similar to his to his teammate Darian Davis, uh, and then also uh, also plays some on special teams. Our coach has to say raw athlete who are uh, not excuse me athletic defender who has played in the secondary and in the box has the ability to play in space fits well within our scheme i really like caleb webb here i really do again the closing speed to me is uh it's just bar none i mean it, it, is, it, is, it is it is it is it is great um the next linebacker the last one is and I hope I'm not butchering this man's name too bad. Lamarion Clayton out of the powerhouse known as Wagner, 5'11, 205 pounds. Uh, I'm telling you, this is a very, very violent football player. Uh, there, was, <laughs> there was some highlights where he sent linebackers flying. I mean, literally, were off the ground. Uh, so you know, we definitely got a, got a hard hitter, uh, physical tackler, fires through traffic, high energy, high motor. Also played some some uh, uh, ace back, but I just I mean it's just just laying dudes out, man. I mean just you know we talked about it. What was it? I think it was Dylan Hall. It was Dylan Hall that just laying guys out this past couple of seasons. He's gone, so you know now we're gonna need somebody else to kind of be that, be that, be that enforcer, that hard hitter. Clayton, I think, has that chance. Uh, as was coach had to say, a physical kid who plays with violence on both sides of the ball. Uh, Nunu, which is his nickname, has natural snap out of of his hips and shows the ability to finish on contact. Again, I was really impressed by all those linebackers. Uh, definitely athletic linebackers. Uh, I know they're kind of on the small side, but they, they play they play bigger, physical, solid tacklers. Uh, they all they all offer some coverage ability there. I think Killer Webb, being a former safe, probably has the best of the bunch. But again, I like that. If you look at who we have at linebacker now, you got uh, Eliza Wright, Marlo Hughes Jr., who again returning a corner. Before the injury, I hated that because he was turning a corner at that pick six against uh, Lincoln. Uh, Isaiah Feaster, Jason Harris out of Booker two again. I was high on. I thought they did a really good job last year. 
Jaden Mullen, James Stevenson, who I did mention earlier, and then a transfer by the name of Lamontre Huval, 6-2-220 out of Bow Bridge, Louisiana, by way of Eastern New Mexico, uh, led the team in tackles in 12 games with 77 tackles, 6 TFL, 2.5 sacks, tied for the team lead with 2 picks, 2 pass deflections, tied for the team lead with 5 quarterback hurries, and had 1 from recovery. Uh, so we're talking about a J1 guy, uh, 6 2, 220, good, good size, obviously tackler. Uh, has cover skills here with two picks. So, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm excited to see Mr. Uh, Lamontre Huval here because that is really impressive. <laughs> that is impressive numbers here. I mean, you know, man just comes in there and just dom I mean, just, just dominates. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's chosen to spend his last year at, uh, UCO because, uh, very, very, very protective player. I'm uh, moving on to the defensive backs. Um, but we there's also four transfers on the defensive backs. I'll go ahead and get them out of the way now. The Quinton Lewis, six foot one seventy five, from Southmore by way of Adeline Christian. Uh, he played in three games with one star, had a one tackle. Actually started his career at Memphis, uh, where he was a three-star recruit. Had offers from Memphis, Arkansas State, Idaho, I mean Ohio, Texas State, and Cincinnati. So uh, at six foot one seventy-five, again, I know this has been a focal point of uh, Coach Bowerbag for quite some time, at least since, since I've been covering the program. He's wanted to get longer in the secondary. Um, because he always told me about the story of Malik Walker. And Malik Walker was not necessarily the best corner, but his length deterred a quarterback from throwing throwing the ball his direction. And we've seen it we've seen it this past year with Daniel Bauman. I think he was a like top ten in pass deflections. Uh, I, I I thought really really turned the corner. I, I was really impressed there. By uh, Daniel Obama, and you know, last year, something three guys out of Tulsa Edison that were tall, rangy guys too. So uh, I, I know, I know, length is definitely something that that coach uh, has been trying to, to to get after in the past couple of couple of seasons. Speaking of length, you have Marshall Washington, 6'3", 210 pounds out of Ricoboro, Georgia, by way of Georgia Southern, had five tackles in two years. Did get it done in the classroom where he was an honorable student um, and was part of the dean's list. So I didn't know that. That's always that's always good. I mean, he was a two-star recruit out of high school. Offers from Georgia Southern, Appalachian State, Charlotte, Georgia State, Liberty, UMass. Middle Tennessee State, Sanford, South Carolina, and Wake Forest. So clearly, you got a high-level guy here. Has some power five interest. Uh, interesting to see again the, the size is six. I mean, that, 
That is a very big man. I'm assuming we have a safety here uh, on our hands. And that is, that's huge because, you know, did lose All-American O'Shea Harris to uh, graduation along with Jakari Hunt. And we do get Derek, Derek Washington back. And I, ho I hope, I hope I'm able to see that first game uh, that he plays. I, I hope it's a home because, boy, that's going to be a... You did not listen to the special... Uh, my one-on-one -on -one interview with Derek. I, I encourage you to do so. It is on the Spotify playlist. Uh, he, he graciously agreed to come on and, and, and share his story. And boy, it was uh, it, it was it was uh, powerful. I, I will say, definitely by far one of the, one of the best interviews that I, I was been blessed to be able to uh, uh, do. That I, I just hope we get to see it because I did. This man's road, road, road back both uh, mentally and physically was was definitely tough, and I I, I just again want to thank Derek uh, for, for for coming on there and sharing that because that that was really really a very powerful story uh, of Derek. If you don't know, he unfortunately lost his foot in a in a uh, accident and has spent in the past couple of seasons uh, recovering and is now planning on playing uh, whenever we get back on the field so i just really hope i, I can see that because just uh j just a great young man and i really hope that he can he can end his career on the field uh then we have john smith the fourth so no longer will uh mr johnny 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 Mizell be the be the only fourth on the team uh six one and one eighty out of muskogee my way of howard I, in six games, he had nine tackles and interception. Again, long rangey uh, defensive back there should also you know help out. And then finally, we have Devin Crittenton, 5'10", 190 from Union, my way of Northwestern Oklahoma State. He had two tackles in the two games that he played. So it's good to get some experience back there. Again, when you lose. The starting safeties. Uh, also, Kobe Underwood has transferred to Fort Hayes, so that's three defensive starters now that you are losing. So it, it does make sense to bring in some some, some talented uh, guys um, to go along with the returners that you do have. Um, but you know, just to get some more experience back there, I, I and, and length again, the length is huge. You can't underestimate that. Um, so I, I'm I'm really high on on those. Now to the freshman here, we have a safety Gage Laney, 5'11", 175, out of Owasso. First thing that you will notice about Mr. Gage Laney is he has the Owasso single season and career record for interceptions. He had 19 in his career. And 11 as a senior, so immediately we have, we have a ball hawk here with solid cover skills, has really good timing on when to go for the for the for the pick and when not to. A willing tackler, um, again, solid instinct, <coughs> does offer some return ability. Uh, coach says Gage, Gage is a ball magnet at safety position. 
He has great skill. He has great ball skills and is willing to be physical in the run game. We love his 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 competitiveness. Um, again, 19 picks is just a lot in four years' time. And 11 this season here. Uh, if we can just get that same output, I mean, even just you know, I mean, and that doesn't have to be 11, but just the ability there to force turnovers uh, will also be be huge. Um, the other safety, Quayshon Leathers out of Tahlequah, 510-175. Fun fact, his brother Dayday signed with Northeastern State last year. So, uh, a little sibling, sibling rivalry here on the line now in the battle for the President's Cup. Uh, physical for his size. Uh, just flies over the field. If if you if you watch the tape, it just flies around the field. Uh, just makes plays. Solid solid tackler. Uh, quick. Uh, again, is very very physical for his size. Uh, not a big hitter, but just just makes the makes the play. Uh, coach says Quayshon has a unique feel for space in in the alley. He understands leverage and plays fast. Uh, again, I, I just I like that though. I, I like that though. You know, fast can make the play. Uh, then we look at corners here. There's three corners. The first one is Kishan Dayton, 5'10 and 180 out of Pemberley North. Uh, I'm gonna default the coach on this because the only highs he had on his huddle were for as, as a freshman. Uh, thick built. Defensive back that is twitchy and shows nice ball skills. He is one of the best return men in the state as well. That is huge because again, you're losing Dustin Boskis, who was the uh, return man. I know we have Diego Richards, but he was still banged up, so it's good. And we also had Joss Moore return some preach, who took over when Dustin was hollowed by the ankle injury, is also now gone. So good to see here. Uh, we get some more guys that can uh, return the ball. Then we have Mark Goldsby, 5'11", 175, out of Holland Hall. And he had 20, 23 tackles, 8 pass breakups, 3 three picks, and a sack. And he had eight, over 1,000 yards and 14 scores on offense. Uh, again, we're talking about returnability. Mark has it. Solid, solid coverage skills. Most of his highlight film was on offense. Uh, Coach says, all-around athlete who, who makes plays on both of the ball. Mark is patient at the line of scrimmage and has great ball skills. Again, as a receiver playing corner, that's going to be nice. I mean, you kind of know, you kind of, you kind of know routes, know how to cover routes. Um, so yeah, I think another solid corner here. Keep adding depth there. Then we have Kobe Stevens, six foot one seventy five, out of Walker. So again, length is there with a six foot corner. Um, hundred and seventy yard interception return for a touchdown. This guy, this guy played all over the field for Walker. Was a was a quarterback, but I, I was just a stud quarterback, but. Good ball skills, 
willing, willing tackler, another return man. Just, uh, I mean, the man's moving open field, though. I mean, the jukes, the step backs, the spins. I mean, he, he has the whole arsenal there. Uh, Coach says a big talent from a small town. Kobe is an explosive athlete and so is outstanding change of direction and ball skills. Again, it's six foot, the length, the length is there. And again, the ability to make and make a play is there. Finally, here we have some athletes. Uh, first up, we have Brent, uh, Braden Drake, 5'9", 175, out of Wagner. 4'5", uh, speed. He played running back and strong safety. Uh, most of the highlights was of him running the ball. And I guess if you run for 2,010 yards and 36 touchdowns, uh, you would have a lot of <laughs> running, <laughs> running highlights. Um, he is shifty, uh, has cuts for day. I mean, just just caught a dime. Just just I uh, just cuts. I mean, just sharp sharp cuts, faster than you actually think he is. Now, I, it, because one of those where you see the man in the open field. And you're like, you know, this, this guy, he, he, he plays me faster, you know, than, than he actually is, you know. Uh, some guys, you know, are more quick than fast, but, and I still think that, I still think, I believe that that's still the case with Brayden, but I think he does have more speed than, than you would think if, if you just would look at him and, and, and see him. I think he has a little bit more, more get up than what would appear. Um, again, elusive, I would say, finally from the opponent's 40, uh, for the guard line, I think he could go 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 all the way. I know he has some big runs in the wagon that I don't think that, he can, that he'll be able to make uh, at, the, at the college level just because of the sheer speed of the game. Uh, Solid, solid vision, and is a hard runner. A coach said, tough, tough competitor who shows outstanding contact, balance. Braden could play on either side side of the ball, but will start out on offense. So, again, another possible running back to add to the already deep, deep backfield. Then we have Stefan, Stefan Tolan, out of Bristow, 6'1", 185. 4-5 speed, uh, play quarterback and free safety, has had a 30-inch vertical. Now, I will say, I didn't mention this when I talked about, uh, when I talked about Caleb Wolford, because I don't know how true this is, but <laughs> on his huddle page, it claimed to have a 50-inch vertical. Now, again, I don't know if that's true. That's why I didn't just make that a, a standout point when I discussed him. Uh, if that is true, that is that is fantastic, but uh, just... Uh, Matolin has 30-inch vertical. Uh, I mean, absolute ball hawk. Uh, just forced fumbles, interceptions, all, always around the ball. Again, he has the length that you want. As a matter of fact, it's a spitting image size-wise of O'Shea Harris. And now we could just, I'm not saying that he is, 
but just has the same length and same weight as one O'Shea Harris did. But again, just always around the ball, uh, just deflections, tackles, picks, fumbles, just whatever it is. Um, Blankets rangy, just covers the uh, uh, receivers. I, I just, I like them. I, I like them. I like the man's instincts here. Uh, coach said Stefan is really good with the ball in his hands and shows great range in the middle of the field. He tracks the ball really well and it has nice ball skills. Uh, again, if you, you watch the tape, just a clinic of just tackles, picks, and fumbles. Uh, next up, we have Chris Atkins Jr. out of Hugo. 6'3", 215, was a receiver and strong safety. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you here. Uh, when I watched the uh, tape on Chris, I was getting some major Josh Crockett vibes. I know that that is lofty. <laughs> that is a mighty, mighty lofty comparison. But just the, his physicality, the, the just way that he makes tough catches in traffic, and double, triple teams. It just makes it look easy. That's what Josh Crockett did. I never forget uh, his senior year in the opener against Lindenwood. Literally, the defender had his had his right hand with his left hand. I mean, we're getting just absolutely passionate fear with to death. Made a one-handed fading catch in on for a touchdown. I, I just get... Similar vibes here. Big 6'3", 215. I just, I mean, you talk about a physical receiver here. I think we got that in Chris and Chris Atkins. The, the tape was just a 100% nothing. Just tough catch after tough catch after tough catch. Now, I don't know if he has similar get up and go as Josh Crockett did. But just in terms of physical nature, uh, I it, it definitely it definitely just reminded me a lot of Josh Crockett. Uh, Coach had to say, big athlete that played all over the field for Hugo. Chris can can really run for a big man and has has actual hands. He will bring position versatility on the offensive side side of the ball. Then we have Javen Wright, 5'11", 165, out of Vian. And now, I'm going to tell you this. When we signed Diego Richards, I remember Coach saying that he was uh, the most explosive player in the state. Javon Wright's got to be up there because I just... Are you talking about burst? I mean, (laughs) he hits a hole. It is a a wrap. It is an absolute... It is a wrap. Especially if it's a straight line, it is you might as well stop running, go to the sideline, do not waste your breath. Uh, home run hitter, uh, just it, it's explosive all the way around. Slippery, elusiveness, whatever you want to call it. There was a clip, and he made four defenders miss in a row. It was beautiful. I mean, it was it was a cut. I believe it was a spin. Another cut and a juke, and I mean it was, it, it was just just amazing. Uh, I just the returnability on this man. 
I you think you you if you line them in the slot, I mean just you hand it off to the man. Just an absolute playmaker here. Our coach had to say Javen is lightning in the bottom, which is exactly how he described Jacob Richards. Uh he has uncommon ability to stop and start. His skill set fits well on either side side of the ball. He will have opportunities in the return game as well. I really think this this could be this could be the guy that some I don't know if it'll be immediately. I don't know if it'll be a couple of years years from now. At some point down the road, I, I believe really could be a all confident kind of return man. I, I really in my heart believe that. Because the the explosiveness and quickness and, and shiftiness is all there. To make that happen, I just, I really just keep an eye out on Javen Wright. Then, out of Alex, we have athlete <clears throat> Tatton Anderson, 5'10, 189. Just now, I just want to know what you know here. Alex will be the class A as well. Um, now, you still sign, you know, some, some historic players, right? You know, he's. Keith, Keith Calhoun, obviously one of the most storied passes in Oklahoma hospital history. Uh, Will Collins was, um, you know, Peyton Sky had, a, you know, was the Oklahoma game they played, player of the year. Tucker Pauly carried maybe the multiple state championships, right? I uh, signed some pretty, pretty established players in terms of Oklahoma high school, high school football. We added another one in Anderson, uh, and now uh, before we get, uh, he's four five speed, a forty inch vertical, and ran eleven one in the hundred meter dash. Now, what, <laughs> what? Before I even saw a clip, looking, just that I'm just telling you this, he's the third all time leading rusher in state history. Third all-time leading rusher in state history. Uh, I mean, we just, we just, uh, the rich keep getting richer here. Uh, he had 445 yards rushing in the district championship in which he scored eight total touchdowns. And I watched that film. I watched the, the whole highlights of that, of that, of that, and I can tell you, he hits the hole hard, he's shifty, he is a hard runner, does not go down on first contact, and pretty much exactly what almost every running back we have on the roster can do. Now, some can do it better than, better than others, but it just, all the similar skill set, just all guys run hard they they have the ability to make you miss they have the ability to run through you they all can just get the job done and anderson is no different i i, I mean anderson is no different uh coach had to say one of the most Productive kids in the state. He fits well on offense or defense. Tatton is a, a compact athlete. Demonstrates good, good making ability. Uh, 
that's an understatement because I, I mean just just the absolute absolute force. Uh, and again, I just the backfield the regard. I mean, we we just have so many offense now; it is ridiculous. Uh, Routing up the bunch, we have Chase Manai out of Wagner, another guy out of, out of Wagner. Uh, 45 speed. I know he also is a long snapper. Uh, I think it's I, I think uh, I think in Josh did Josh Topo graduate? I believe so. So keep that in mind. Uh, big physical receiver makes tough catches. Uh, wins a jump ball uh, again, just adding more size and length to the receiving court, which again is much needed. Uh, Coach had to say Chase is a unique athlete in that he will long snap and play receiver. He's a big kid that can really run, which will serve our coverage units well. So, um, I'm thinking maybe along the lines of like a like a like a Caden Mendenhall type guy, uh, special teams ace that can also you know uh, impact the game some as a uh, as, as a as a receiver. I mean, we have Caleb Cunningham, 6'4", 210, out of Collinsville. Uh, was a receiver, a defensive end, 4-7 speed, and 8 touchdowns, a 5A district wideout of the year. Um, again, just solid red zone guy, great jumping ability. Uh, not really slow for a guy who I would probably end up playing ace back. Uh, solid blocker uh, on on. On defense, uh, good, good hustle, solid tackler, fights through traffic well. Uh, again, as, as most of the linemen do, uh, that we signed, uh, and and just has a great, great motor, great hustle. Just doesn't quit on on the uh, on the play. Coach said, long athlete with good speed. He'll continue to grow into his frame. Could grow into either an ace back or defensive end. Caleb is an outstanding athlete with a great frame. Uh, then we have Joe. Joe Maytubby, 6'4", 220 out of Shawnee. Now, he did have a North Texas offer. So, we the game was talking about a high-level D1 guy here. Played defensive end and receiver at Shawnee, 4'6 speed. 33 in vertical, 445 pound squat. I'm telling you right now, he was the last guy whose tape I watched. Now, mind you, it had been about three straight hours of watching tape. Uh, I mean, it ended with it ended with a bang. Quick, violent defender, fires off the ball. Actually, had a pick six. That's, he had a pick six. It was really impressive. I mean, just fired off the ball from the end spot. It was going to be one. It was, it was, it was supposed to be one of those swing passes, and he was able to read the swing pass and pick it off and go the distance. I mean, it was really, 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 really impressive. Uh, it, then there was another play where they were they were at the goal line. This man leaped over. Everybody at the line of scrimmage and made the tackle. I mean, just absolute impressive. 
I, I, I mean, I was, I was floored. I, I was floored. Just a high upside guy. I think is a guy that could push from playing time for day one. Now, I know I said we have a deep defensive line, but I just believe in the guy ability that much. I think he there's a, there's a shot he gets snaps from day one. Uh, Coach said Joe is a natural athlete. He will start on the defensive side of the ball where his where his flexibility will allow him to prepare for the quarterback. I I, re- I really think Joe uh, honestly man looks really really good. Now I know I said this I said I said this about uh, Tyrone Howell in 2018. I said it about Isaiah Major and I said it about Dylan Bughite. I know last year I said the same thing about Jace Garner. Unfortunately, would not know if that would have happened or not. But I, I really believe that Mr. McTubby here, I think, can 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 really make an impact from day one. I really, really do. Finally, here the last commit we have punter Bo Phelps, 5'11", 180 out of Piedmont. According to Coach Bo, is an athletic kid with a high ceiling. He is flexible and hit, and hits a consistent ball. He is young and will get even better with a di- with additional weight and strength. Now I didn't realize I just failed to mention the the uh, defensive backs on the roster, so I will do so here very quickly. Um, <clears throat> Quinton Lewis, Marshall Washington, Derek Loxident, Dylan, Dylan Buckheit. Daniel Bauman, Greg Wittenberg, John Smith the Fourth, Adrian Cross, Stephon Bruner, Devlin Crittenton, Dantes Fagan, Tavis McDonald, Jonathan Mosley, Kaishan Murray Jr., Torin Walker, John Cast, and Eric Kirkman at kicker. Uh, we have Alex, Alex Covado and his brother Nicky Covado, and then a punter we have Francisco Moreno. Uh, so all in all, again, I think it was a very good class for UCR. I think we got better again, especially on the offensive line of scrimmage. Last year, it was a defensive line heavy class, defensive defensive back heavy class. I think if you look this this year, although you still added some more uh, deep, deep defensive linemen, I think the offensive line talent is extremely good. The running back talent is also extremely good. Receivers, we got we got bigger, we got more, we got more physical there. Uh, and linebacker, we we got we got more athletic, we got more explosive. And then in secondary, uh, again, I think we did, we did a nice job there with the transfers uh, and getting some some young guys. And then we signed more athletes than than normally do. I mean, there was what one, two, three. About, se- about like seven, eight athletes this year. Uh, there's only like two last year. So getting guys that, that, that are that are uh, versatile can only help you uh, moving forward. Now, I know I made a point earlier saying that I think these two classes are moving, move, 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 move the bar. I, I was trying to find a comparison to this. The best I could come up with is Kentucky under Mark Stoops. Now I know Kentucky has been 
extremely good as of late. They finished off another good season with a bowl win led by former Del, Del City quarterback uh, Terry Wilson, uh, who is transferring. I'm curious to see where he does go. But to me, they had they had a five and seven season, and they had a five and seven season, and then and then they had that breakthrough. I think if we're looking, especially with the recruiting classes, the past two seasons along the trenches in the secondary, uh, I think if you if you I we're in better shape. And there's no knock on anybody that played beforehand the past two years, knock at all, because I know that they, they gave it their all, they played hard, and I thank them for that. But I just think the talent level, especially in the trenches, has been raised, and I think that is that is that is key. I, last year, defensively, there were two and a half sacks. It's 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 tough. It's tough when you can't get a. It's tough to get stops consistently when you can't get a pass rush. I think we went out there. You saw the transfers. Cesar uh, Salt, Jordan Lavu. You know, Ian Ian Newton, the guys last year, you know, the guys this year signed. You look at linebacker, the wheel route, especially at the model of Hughes was hurt, was a huge problem. You get more athletic there the past couple of seasons. You bring in Lamontre Huval here, 77 tackles, had two picks. Uh, you look in the secondary, you're losing both safeties, you're, you're, you're losing a, a corner. And you bring in four defensive backs with the smallest one being five foot ten. I just really like what has been done here. Uh, and I want to give Coach Bobek some credit here because it, it is very it is it, it, it is very easy to just write that off as we had an injury plague year and you know was running back, but he made some tough coaching changes. He brought in some, some new coaches, and I just, I'm liking where this is we're headed. Now, I, again, there's a lot of youth here, but I just, the time level, I think, has been raised, and I, that, that cannot be understated. I don't think, MIAA is a very, very tough conference. Uh, we, 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 we know that. I mean, you can just look at the polls year in and year out and see that be reflected. I think we've gotten closer now. The way I see it is, UCLA, for the past couple of years, it's kind of been in that in that middle, upper upper middle territory where, like, we're good, we're, 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 we're better than the majority of the conference. Like, we're just, like, right, like, your, your Kearney's, your... Wasburns, your Emporias, but we haven't been able to to break consistently up in that upper echelon with your North Missouri's, your, your, your Central Missouri's, your 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 uh, even even though they had, even though they had a, a, a down year last year, your your Pitt State, uh, your Fort Hayes, uh, we competed with them. We 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 beaten you know them the past couple of years, right? You know you had to get that upset over North, over Northwest Missouri. Uh, you had the upset over Central Missouri. So we competed with them, but it's just 
I think we're getting closer to where we do that at a more consistent level. And I think once we get to that point, I think we can then truly take the next step. I truly do believe that because again, I think the skill positions I think are definitely up there offensively. I think they they've been up there. I I, I venture to say even defensively, if we ha- if we had a more consistent pass for us last year, I think with with the two safeties we had in, in, in Jakari and O'Shaney had Daniel Bauman and you had uh, Cobra Underwood, I really think we had a quality secondary. I, I, I just think now we're getting more all around, well-rounded, and we're getting deeper. Because we saw last year what injuries can do. How we saw it towards the end of the season, how bad it was. You know, being, being down to uh, Brandon George, who was, what, fourth string, wasn't even supposed to take many snaps. They didn't end up starting the last game of the season. I, I think we just see how important it is to have depth. And I, I went, they went out in the past two cycles here. And again, maybe not having the season as much as it sucked. I think that really helps depth-wise because nobody lost a year. So essentially here, if you look at the, at the defensive line, a lot of those guys, Last time UCO took a snap against Emporia it was not on the roster. It's just a deep, talented group of guys. You can you can look at uh, at the running back field and the same way. Just deep, talented guys. And I, I think if you, you add you add the additions offensively here, Marquise King. I, I think. Obviously, again, elite talent has, has the potential. Uh, well, I, yeah, potential to kind of carry that torch that had that had that went from from JT to to Boskis, and now I think he can definitely take that and run with it. I think the backfield is deep now. I uh, to, to me, you have is not counting the freshmen. You have four, you have five guys I'm confident in. I'm confident in Will Phillips. I'm confident in Jace Gardner and and Paulie and Peyton Scott and Mbari Snotty. I'm confident in them all. I think it's back. You have, you have a very deep unit. Very deep unit there. Receiver-wise, it, again, deeper now. Right? We added size this year, which is, which is huge. Because Josh Moore he came on strong, Diego Richards is a is a, is a is a burner, right? Dawson Huddleston has proven that he can also make the tough catches when he, when he had that, that touchdown grab against uh, North Northeastern State. We have Bazzotto Ford who can who can make the tough grab. I really like what we have there on the offensive line. Right, we saw Lane Grant and Lazarus as a as a, as a true freshman come in there. Uh, he replaced Jacob Blair. I forgot what game it was, and never lost that spot. Uh, you know, they signed some mean guys this year that have a really high upside. Uh, I I just I just like and then a a, a, a quarterback. You know, we, there, there's there's the Farm Brown who would, I just. I just really, if if he comes in and is good as the highlights show, 
I really, I really think this could be a a very good year. I, I, I really do. Regardless, even in, even if he's not, if Keats can stay healthy, I have all the faith in the world in Keats to lead this team. You recall, uh, what was it? Not, 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 not last year, but 2018. Even though we, even though he had the one and three start, he gave a shot to win that Pitt State game. He did his best in that Kearney game after that downpour. It was a great play by that Kearney defensive back there to tip the ball because Boffins was, was wide open and it was picked off. He was on to a good start there against Lindenwood and then unfortunately got hurt, right? And then it was Chandler Garrett and then Chandler got hurt and then it was the Will Collins show, right? And then last year, the Will Collins has that rough start Keith comes in there again. Had that good game against Lincoln. Or really was doing good and then got hurt. And I believe it was the Northwest Missouri game, I think it was. Right? And then I know and then unfortunately Chandler he came in there and to Chandler's credit had that had a green win against Wasburn. Had that gritty win against Missouri Southern. I just I really believe Keats is truly never lost a job. I believe, again, he called upon here. He can lead the offense. I, Keats, to me, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that he's he's not mistake-free, but he doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Like, you know what you're going to get with Keats. It might not be flashy, and I think I'll say this too. It might not be flashy, but he gets the job done, and you can win with that. You, you can win with that. Especially with these with the supporting cast and the line that I believe that we have. So I'm really excited about this upcoming season. I hope we get to see some football here back again in Wadland because I just really like the way the team is heading here. I, I'm the new coaches. I, I'm curious. We see what they're doing on the recruiting trail. We need, we need some quality guys. I just want to see. How they produce on on the field because you know as as you know sometimes success in high school doesn't always translate. So again, I just looking forward to it. I'm hoping we have a season here, and I'm I'm just really hoping that uh, that these guys are, are what we need to take the next step. I'm telling you, we're, we're getting close. We, we're getting close, and the needle was moved further towards success so that's gonna do it um feel free to follow me on twitter if you want again i appreciate the the, the guys who uh who did i don't tweet much i probably should work on that um and again for, for, for me to check out any of the specials any of the you know the past episodes here on the on the playlist but um until next time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.D. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.